There comes a time when in order to realise, rebuild and bloom, we have to burn down and walk away from everything we once knew. Welcome to Moments of Burn to Bloom. This podcast is a love letter to the burn to bloom moments that have shaped our lives. I'm Nina Legba, founder of wellness events company Reese's Living, a creative wellness practitioner, speaker and a curious storyteller who is fascinated by people's game-changing moments. From love to loss, career changes and migrations, I love discovering the pinnacle moments that have shaped who you are today. Each episode, I'll be joined by special guests who will share with us their Burns Blue moments, the experiences that have led who they are today and how things might have looked different had they never embraced change. Settle in, relax and enjoy being inspired by tales of courage, hope, change and rebirth. These are our moments of Burn to Blue. Bangs, what is your self-care love language? What are some of the things that you currently enjoy doing to nourish yourself? Journaling is probably at the top of the list. I'm a big journaler because I have a busy brain and a lot of thoughts and a lot of stuff happening all the time. And I find that journaling just really helps me to process that and gives me a place to just put it, you know, so it's not, I'm not constantly kind of ruminating. Obviously, working out ranks very highly caring for my body in that way is super important to me and something that i am trying to get better at is just rest i'm not very good at that i have to say i'm not particularly good at that rest for me typically comes with kind of guilt i feel as though i should be on and doing something all the time i should be busy all the time so i'm in the process of actively trying to rewire that and rest without guilt is the goal for me oh and it's a constant like work in the progress because i think my relationship with rest really came into question when i basically overabused it and wasn't resting and it hits you in the face being like mm, mind and body say stop and then trying to now it's, I don't know if you have it as well, like working like in the wellness space where you're holding space for other people to rest. So you fully know the benefits of it, like you're firing all the flags. But resting for yourself, for me, in this current season has become a bit more difficult. This new phase of business and rest is having me like re-question everything, like how I rest, who I rest with, when I rest, how long I should rest for. Are you finding the same your end? Oh, 100%. And I think being self-employed has a lot to do with it. You just, it's just you. You're a one-person show, or at least I am anyway. And it's like, you have to be available at all times for all things and trying to deal with every situation and put out all the fires. And you don't necessarily have somebody to share the load with, right? So Mm -hmm. it just, I think that really affects your relationship to rest and your ideas about it. I compare it to like being like a firefighter, you know, like you yeah. see in the fire station, they've got their setup where they've got the beds and stuff. And it's like, how comfortable of a sleep are you getting really low? Cause like at any given moment, something could happen and you've got to be up and alarms going off. And that's sometimes just like a good euphemism for self-employed life in general, where it's like, you just feel as though you have to be on all the time and just be working all the time and generating business and creating ideas and getting things out there and it's yes to a degree you do but also as you were just saying the the burnout is real if you never allow yourself to switch off and take that time and rest is also just a really important process 
or the regeneration of ideas and all that kind of stuff. Hustle culture has a lot to answer for. And then when you add social media into the mix and you're constantly looking at other people's work output or perceived work output because mm -hmm. we never really know what's going on behind all of that, right? The new true mark of success at the moment for me in this season of my life is how calm is my nervous system? Because if it is calm and I'm aligned, I'm like, great, that's a successful day. Doesn't matter what the other measures are saying. I'm just going to start there with that internal, like you say, calming that inner fire on because we can't say that electrified all the time. No, you don't produce good things from a space of stress and anxiety either. So it is... Exactly. I like the way you're phrasing it in terms of calming the nervous system because there's something about just being able to tell yourself it's safe to be still. It's yeah. safe to be, to be calm. Before we dive any further, because I've been excited to talk to you for ages, will you formally introduce yourself to our listeners at home? So, Bangs, tell us who you are, what you do and what the current gifts that you share with the world are. Well, my name is Bangs. Well, my name is Mirren, but everybody calls me Bangs. I am from the UK, but live in Canada. Coach, I would say, is kind of a broader umbrella for me at, at these days. Mm -hmm. So I've spent many years working in the fitness industry as a spin instructor, both teaching classes myself, but also training other instructors and developing programming for studios and doing workshops around that. Over the years, I had many people reach out to me and be like, I wish that I could have you as a coach, like off the bike. Like I hear your wisdom when we're riding together and I wish that I could have that when I'm not riding. So eventually I kind of listened to that and did a life coaching qualification. So now I coach in the life coaching sphere with a niche of consistency. I'm very big on habit and ritual. So I coach clients one-to-one -one through that. And I'm also just about to launch my online fitness studio. So I'll be teaching spin. Online. You're also one of my favourite writers. <laughs> I lightly dabble in writing. <laughs> Here on Stabstack and one of your other life careers, because we've all got many different paths that we roll down as the seasons take us. And I welcome you in my inbox throughout the week. I love it. I find so much peace and grounding within your words because as I'm kind of reading them I'm kind of really feeling that that sense of like home and right in a way that's just so open and honest and I love it that you're dropping the inbox and you're like hi I'm coming to you live from the front life of life right now and life sometimes it's kicking the ass sometimes we're celebrating all the joy which I think is just so refreshing to see especially when you work in the wellness space and in the coaching space as well because it's so easy for it to always be like it's fine I fixed everything so you just need to follow all the steps that I did and everything's gonna happen exactly the same for you and it will stay at that constant level and as we know it doesn't like life transitions through so many different seasons some transitions we have to set the ignition and kind of light them ourselves and that's what we're going to be talking about today our burn to bloom moments when you first saw my email drop into your inbox, inviting you on the podcast today to have a conversation about some of your life transitions, what's the first burn to blue moment that came to mind for you? Girl, I have so many. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've burnt a lot of shit, babes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, I feel like my bum bag's just constantly got like my matches in it, lighter fluid. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I... 
Oh, I have so many. Interestingly, a lot of mine seem to have involved kind of like big moves or travel somehow. But I would mm -hmm. say my first one would probably have been when I graduated uni, I moved to New York. I lived there for a year and a half. And I was, what, 23, 24, maybe when I landed there. I had nothing. I think I'd maybe saved up like a thousand pounds, maybe. I'd been offered a couple of internships there with magazines and I thought, well, okay, I'm, I'd be an idiot to not take this opportunity. At that time, when you graduate uni, or at least when I did, there wasn't a lot of talk of take some time and just, you know, explore and figure out what you want to do. Oh. Not from my family. My family had always very much been that kind of a vibe. But societally, mm -hmm. it was very like, well, uni was the exploration. Let's buckle down and get on. It felt as though everybody around me was landing jobs, getting into these graduate programs or careers. And I was just like, deuce, I'm going to New York for a bit and did a couple internships and then just basically tried to live there for as long as possible. So I just obviously, you know, 23, 24 years old, living in New York, I was living, this is this would have been four maybe. Right. It was height of sex in the city. Every, we all thought we were Carrie. I think that really sparked something in me in terms of being that young and just taking, I didn't know it. I'd never been to New York even before. You'd never I, been to New York? Never been there. Never been to New York, no connections. Nothing. Has... I got up and went. Wow. I encourage everybody to like put themselves in that kind of a situation at least once in their life because what you learn about yourself through doing something like that and the survival instinct that comes out in you, I don't know if I would have the same level of slash creativity that I have now had I not have made that decision. I think that really helped me to, to bloom for sure, just being in that kind of an environment at that time and stage in my life. Do you find it easy to step outside of your comfort zone and keep stretching out of it? Because to be 23, as much as you're like, do you know what, I've got this because at that age, everyone's just got a assumption kind of about them to go gung-ho, but to move countries, and then especially as an introvert as well, you're a bit like, I don't know where my safety nets are. I don't know who's going to be friends with me. I don't even know how to like ride their subway and just like, do you know what? I'm just going to make it up as I go along. Yeah. You know what's interesting? I've had this conversation quite a bit because I think part of this is like genetically coded. Mm -hmm. in me. My mom's Irish. My dad's Canadian. And my mom was, gets very complicated, but my mom was born in Malaysia and was shipped to Ireland when she was like six years old, went to a boarding school there. So from a very young age, used to travel and used to like not being from a certain place and growing up somewhere else. Um, my dad grew up in the middle of nowhere, Nova Scotia in Canada on a farm. But then when he was like, I think he was 20, he hitchhiked across the States. It's like in the early oh, 70s, which if you ever get a chance to talk to my dad, let me tell you, the guy's got some stories. <laughs> he had that kind of a sense of adventure too. And then they met, they had my brother and I here in Canada. And then when I was five, my brother would have been seven or eight, they moved us to England. And so I think literally having two parents who were kind of adventurous people when i think now they moved us to england in 1986 pre-internet mm -hmm. where 
again, they couldn't Google where to live. Literally, they had to land and then just yellow pages shit and figure it out. So if you want to talk about being out of your comfort zone and having to figure things out, I think I must have kind of been downloading a lot of that from seeing my parents go yeah. through that, like being with them. And I moved to New York and then I moved to Tokyo and then I moved to Toronto. And everyone around me was like, especially when I moved to Tokyo, they were like, have you ever been there before? No. Do you speak yeah. Japanese? No. And everyone was like, why? How are you? Why are yeah. you doing this? You know? And I just was like, it's not that I don't think about these decisions or I have these concerns, but when it comes to a comfort zone, I think frankly life is way juicier when you're outside of it the parts of yourself that you get to meet when you're outside of it are the most important parts of you it helps you to level up and reach parts of yourself that like okay when i'm in my comfort zone i know i'm ready you know what i mean i've met all these different elements of myself and i know i'm ready for if things get to a point where something goes wayward and all of a sudden I'm out of my comfort zone. All right, cool. I've been mm -hmm. here. I can handle this. I am the ultimate planner. At eight, I was like, right, I'm going to work in TV production. Every decision I then made from then on was basically geared towards that pathway. So when I then got to like my mid like twenties and anyone kind of has first job where you realize, mm, I don't know if I want to be doing this for the rest of my life. And they see the toll that the lifestyle takes on you, the toxic environment takes on you, you go, I don't know if I really want that for you myself. But then at the same time, I was like, well, listen, this, this is the plan. You've got to carry on, climb that ladder, hit all those boxes, start the production company that you scribbled back in your notebook when you were like a nine and a half, because that's the only plan that you've made and therefore you've got to see it through. And it took me a good over 10 years to realize that it was okay to change that plan it was okay to check like try new things and to start taking steps without any plan in sight whatsoever and i wish because like you say you do meet so many more amazing parts of yourself outside of the plans outside the comfort zone and i think it's something that i have to constantly especially in like this season of my life where I'm not living out any plan I ever made. I've just got to right. just go with my intuition and kind of really hone into what feels in alignment for me and go with the flow. And if the flow changes along the way, that's okay. Like that's as it should be. Oh, I really relate to that. And I think there's a real issue with our schooling system in particular, trying to kind of force people into a path and I think there should be way more leeway for the possibility of, oh, multiple mm -hmm. things can be true and happen at the same time. To help people avoid what you've experienced. I experienced the same thing where I was very much boxing myself into this one thing. And it wasn't until years later where I was like, oh, I can actually, I can still be this thing, but do mm -hmm. all these other things. But we're very much taught that you have to pick a path and that's it when you go with it. I'd like to think that's changing now, given social media and all the various outlets that we have to express ourselves and to experiment with things. We're probably one of the first generations that's had the opportunity to do that. That's what our parents' generation did. You got into a job and yeah. you stayed there and you worked it out until you were pension age. And that's just not the reality for us anymore. But I think we're still unwiring that yeah. mentality and trying to ease within the possibility of oh i'm allowed to do multiple things and that's okay 
it's it yeah, takes a while absolutely, to because for so long that was modeled to all of us as that's what was safe that's how we maintained our safety that's how we looked after ourselves that's how we looked after our families and having that constant meant that everything was okay what are some of the career moments that you've lit the match to? Well, this was just a few years ago when I, I'd been working teaching spin and as the head instructor and trainer and everything mm-hmm. at Boom Cycle in London. And I love Boom Cycle. I, I love them to this day. I love the owners. I love the place. I love all the people there. I love the riders. I love it. I was teaching seven classes a week, sold out waste, waitlisted classes, had a very, very loyal following of, of people there. And I got to, I think in like 2018, I was having, I was just going through a really difficult period in my life that I couldn't really put a finger on what the Mm -hmm. problem was. I think it's fair to say I was in like quite a deep depression at the time. And uh, one day I had a conversation with my parents and they revealed that they were thinking about moving back to Canada to retire. And I was like, oh, Maybe that's actually what I need. Maybe I just need a change. I'm also like sidebar, very close to my parents, didn't like the idea of living an Mm -hmm. ocean away from them. You know what I mean? So I was kind of like, okay, maybe this is actually the sign that it's time for me to switch up and do something different. Because I loved Boom Cycle, but something, and it it certainly wasn't to do with the place, the people or the work, which which made this decision even more difficult, right? But to have the realization of it isn't enough though, and I had also, I was at like the top position mm-hmm. that I could be at. There wasn't really any more advancement that I could do within that company, which isn't to say that I even would have needed to do that. I'm not saying that that had to be on the table and that, that there must have been that, but I think I just looked at it like, if I stay here, this is it. Cause I couldn't really envision myself working at another studio or whatever. I really truly loved it. And when I had that realization of like, Okay, I think maybe whatever this like weird depression is that I'm going through at this moment, maybe the solution is I just need to switch everything Mm -hmm. up and move and just start over. Maybe I just need a clean slate. So yeah, career-wise to light a match to that, where I was earning good money, I was working at a place I loved with people that I loved, getting a lot of career fulfillment, a lot of personal fulfillment and satisfaction to just be like, okay, I'm gonna call time on it, was A, an incredibly mm-hmm. difficult thing to do. And I questioned the decision a lot as I was going through it. But I think that the last few years of my life since I made that choice were really necessary. It was really necessary for me to do it. Once I'd made the decision, it did like bizarrely felt like weight had been lifted off me. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, that's what it was. I just kind of needed to draw a line Mm -hmm. under something. It was really, really difficult. It was really, really difficult to leave. But it was definitely something that I needed to do for my own personal growth. What do you feel now you're kind of working through the other side of it, that change has brought you so far? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I'll be honest, it's a very rocky road that I've questioned it a lot since making the move like oh should I actually should I have stayed there and kept going but like I said I'm super close to my parents so it felt like this is part of the reason that I'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. here now doing this right is to have this closeness literally geographically with my parents 
to be here and to help guide them into this transition of retirement. Everything was locked down when I first came here and there was a studio there that had a collection of studios and they were opening a spin studio. I got in touch with them and said, hire me. They did. So I ended up in a kind of similar role in that environment. I had a lot of personal stuff happen to me during that time. Very, very difficult emotionally and personally that I had to navigate, which again, as I was going through all of that was kind of like, huh, maybe I should have stayed in London, right? Because it's like, I wouldn't be experiencing all of this now that I'm kind of past that difficult situation. I look back at that and think, huh, wouldn't be who I am now without that difficult situation. As it was, experience it for whatever reason. We may never understand it, right? So navigating all of that, which then obviously impacted my work life because it was a very, very traumatic situation I was going through. And then it came to, again, to this kind of impasse with my career life of like, okay, on paper, outside looking in, it looks good. But be, me being in it right now, yeah, me no likey. It's mm-hmm. not It's not good. I, there was a real discomfort, a real battle going on with me where I was feeling that thing rise up in me again. Got to get out. And so I picked my life up and moved to Montreal. For anybody listening who doesn't know, yes, it's in Canada, but it is kind of like another country, right? It's French speaking. I'm learning French, but I'm certainly not at the point where I can really communicate Uh, fluently or super effectively with anybody. I'm like, I don't have the confidence yet to do that. You can't get a job here unless you can speak French. Since I moved here in July, it feels like I've just been butting up against a lot of blockages, which in turn led me to be like, oh, all of these things, all of these setbacks are just signs nudging me in the direction, which has been there the whole time of start mm-hmm. your own thing, which now we get to, okay, now I'm gonna open my own online fitness studio. It feels like there was this like flashing neon sign over here saying like, start your own thing. I think you don't understand it when you're going through it at the time, right? Like you're just like, oh, this is like, it starts in so many setbacks. And then all of a sudden one day it just makes sense. And you're like, oh, that's why. Yeah, okay. Hey, lovely. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. I love to hear what's resonating with you. If you're listening in Substack, then scroll below and share your thoughts in the comments. Or if you're joining us from elsewhere, then follow the link in the show notes over to my Substack page, Create a Recess, and share your thoughts in today's episode. And if you'd like to dive deeper and explore your current season of Burn to Bloom and community, I would love to invite you to become a paid member of Substack. Every quarter, we'll gather together live online for a Burn to Bloom experience. Our great space for you to pause, reflect and awaken your curiosity as you explore your current season of Burn to Bloom. Discover what you need to burn, set intentions for new buds of growth and celebrate all the beautiful bloom moments present this season. Follow the link in the show notes for all the information and if you're listening at time recording then our next live Burn to Bloom experience will take place on Sunday the 21st of January. I look forward to seeing you there. How else do you stay connected to yourself outside of the world of spin, outside of the world of like movement and music? It's a great question because it's such a part of like who I am. 
I don't know that I can separate the two. I've pressured myself at certain points to think like, I really need to have something outside of this, but then I'm kind of currently in the mode of like, if this is what brings me joy, if this connects me to myself, if this roots me in my truth, do I need to constantly seek something outside of it? If it's fulfilling a lot mm -hmm. of things for me. I remember I had a conversation with my dad one day of like, you know, I really love doing this spin thing, but just like feel as though if I'm not trying to put my all into writing all the time, then I'm not a writer. And my dad literally was just like, you can do both things. If you enjoy both things, do both of them. Even if you never write another word, you're not not a writer. Like you've produced a lot of writing over the years. You could not write for a month. You're still a writer, you know? And it was just a really eye-opening conversation for me. I say this to my clients all the time, mainly because of this particular moment in my life, go where your energy flows. At that time in my life, my energy was flowing towards spin and I was mm -hmm. trying to fight it. I was really trying to resist it because I didn't want that to become my identity. Now imagine if I'd have never paid attention to that call. Where would my life be now? Being a spin instructor has given me so much. I made a decision within myself. I said, I don't want to be good at this thing. I want to be fucking exceptional at this. And so I went in and I was like a scientist in a lab. I was in that studio all the time practicing. I used my riders as kind of real-time experiments, really, of just tweaking playlists to points of like, okay, this song works at this point in the playlist. This doesn't. If I use this beat here, blah, blah, blah. I was a mad scientist with it. till I got to a point where I created this formula for myself that I knew would set a room on fire when I did it. Then I did it for six and a half years at Boom Cycle. I built this incredible community around the classes. I'm really proud of all the people who I hired there and trained up there. I'm so proud of all of those instructors. And it, that was an absolutely transformative thing that I've done with my life. I can't now imagine my life without this thing in it. Once I put all my energy into the spin thing, I got offered a book deal and Elle magazine approached me to be their fitness editor. Things started coming to me once my energy was in the place mm -hmm. it was meant to be. So even though it feels like things are not connected or like you may be going off way too far on another path, it really just lights up the way for what is meant for you. When you are walking in your truth fully, the things that are meant to be in your life, all of a sudden, I swear to God, drop out of the sky and just appear for you. And it's a madness when it happens. I can't stop grinning. Thank you for reminding us that it's okay to push through our comfort zones and staying curious and exploring and try new things because ultimately when we do this is what it leads to i think there is so much value in just giving yourself a challenge which could be whatever you don't need to be extreme like me and just drop everything <laughs> and move countries all the time admit that's a lot set yourself like these kind of mini milestones that just break you out of routine break you out of comfort even if it's just a little bit and see what bit of yourself you meet when you get there so there's phases that you can do it in Obviously, packing everything up, moving countries, extreme phase. But it can just be, I'm going to challenge myself to read 20 books in 12 weeks. That's a challenge. Where's that going to lead you? What are you going to learn about yourself during that time? I'm such a big proponent of just breaking mm. things. So sometimes you maybe even just need to put a little crack in it. But what you get to fill that with is the missing bit. 
So you're just kind of sitting at this level right now where everything just feels a bit meh. That to me, the worst feeling. If I feel kind of indifferent and unbothered, if it's not filled with passion and energy, I don't want it. I need that to be my life. So if there's a degree of mehness about what I'm doing, okay, that's when I know I need to find something. I need a challenge. Let me find something that is going to elevate this situation. It might not be that I need to change my situation completely. I just need to add something to it or sprinkle a little something on it. That's my advice to people. Be willing to break some shit every now and then. Because trust me, the elevation that comes from that is pretty much always Always. next level. Is there anything that's getting ready to bloom at the moment, but you think in order for it to fully bloom, you need to create some mess to make a bit more magic? Well, at the moment, that's my online fitness studio. Sis, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know. I'm just in the midst of like ordering all this electrical equipment and just like Amazon packages (laughs) arriving at my house every day. I don't know. But it's a beautiful mess. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful mess of like, okay, what a challenge for me to figure this out. It's not that I don't know how to do it. It's that I don't know how to do it yet. And I will say for this attitude that I have in life, I will give all credit to Rob and Hillary who own Boom Cycle because I remember the very first time I went there to ride, they were working behind the front. That's something that I learned from them of like, oh, you can own a thing, but they wanted to know how every single moving part Mm -hmm. of that company worked and they built it from the ground up. I'm so grateful that I got them as leaders and mentors to me because I witnessed that. I'm now able to say this situation that I'm in, oh, okay. They didn't know how to open a studio when they did it, but they just got stuck in and they learned it from the ground up. Okay, cool. That's what I'll do. I'll just get stuck in and I will learn every element of this thing so I can say, I do know how to do it. Then maybe part of my journey moving forward is other people who want to start online studios. Okay, cool. Let me give you the blueprint. Share that right? bangs magic. Oh, my love. Thank you so much for holding space for me today, for sharing about you where are the best places online for people to connect with you people can follow me on instagram at bangs and a bar and you can find all my life coaching work if you want to do anything with me is bangs the consistency and i'll put our links down below as well to your substack the memoration which goes out well, I get it three times a week because I'm like, invest in that pay subscription, people. The Wednesday pep talks. It's like you are in my life sometimes. I'm like, has she read my journal? What is going on? And then I'm like, okay, let's breathe. <laughs> let's light some candles and let's move the fuck on. Let's get this shit done. So thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. Murmuration. If you're a paid member, you get it Mondays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. If you just want to sign up to the free one, you just get it on Thursdays. But yes, if you sign up to the paid one, it'd be appreciated. Thank you so much for today. You, my darling. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, then hit like and subscribe. And please do share the series with a friend. You can find the show notes and a link to any resources we've discussed today over at creatingresource.com. Ready to dive deep and explore your current season of Burns Blue? Then you are more than welcome to join me as a paid member of my Substack community. Each quarter we'll gather together online for a live Burn to Bloom experience. I'll create space for you to pause, reflect and awaken your curiosity as you explore your current seasons of Burn to Bloom. Subscribe today for £6.50 per month for access to online events, subscriber-only content, resources and much more. Find all the details over at Creative Recess.
www.substack.com. I look forward to seeing you there. Till next time, take care.